Amen. 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 I'm going to tell you a story today. So I'm going to go out of the character of Father Michael and be the storyteller. All right? So um, none of this actually happened to me, but it's a great story. So we're going back to the days of the Depression, the 1930s. Lots of poor people in America. And there was a traveling salesman who was uh, making his rounds and not doing too well, but he didn't make enough money to buy on. Uh, he came to a small town in Idaho. He was based in Montana. He came to a small town in the Idaho Panhandle and went down to a store to, to get something to eat, uh, buy a few groceries. And when he gets into the store, uh, the story begins like this, and now he's telling you the story. So I went into the store, and um, it was a nice little store. Everything was clean and so on. There was a gentleman up at the counter here, and a woman I took to be his wife over there. And so I went around shopping a little, and a young boy came in, and uh, he was looking at, he was just kind of wandering around, he was looking at some of the food in the containers of food, in the glass, and he was looking at this and looking at that. So finally, the man behind the counter said to him, So Barry, how are you today? I'm fine, said the little boy. Um, everything's fine. Say, uh, you know what, I got some beans over here that are getting kind of old. I've had them in the store here for a couple of days. I really need to get them sold to somebody. Why don't you take these beans over here and take them home to your mom? And the young boy said, well, um, gee, I don't have anything to pay you with. So the man behind the counter said, well, okay, I'll tell you what. Um, money's not important to me. It's more important right now is not wasting the beans, okay? So what I'd like you to do is, uh, why don't you... Um, I tell you what, if you got a nice marble, I collect marbles. Now, for those of us in the stepping on the character, for those of us who don't know what a marble is, <laughs> kids play with video games on marbles these days. They're little glass balls, okay? Some of them are pretty big, and some of them have marble designs on them. That's where they got this idea. There's little, little lines and so on. I don't want to do it on a piece of marble. Some of them are perfectly clear. Those are clear ones. Those are more important to give one. And the way you get them is you put them in the middle of a, but put a circle in the ground, you put them in the middle, and you shoot the other marbles out, and the boy that can knock one out, he gets to keep it, okay? This is heavy business, but this is, this is the depression, everybody. Nothing too fast, no television, right? No screens to spend too much time in front of. Maybe she'll go back to playing marbles, okay? But anyway, so I'm back in here. Anyway, the boy, uh, the boy said, well, um, I, I've got a couple of marbles on me, so he reached into his pocket and he took out a couple of marbles. He said, this is, this is a nice theory I got. How would you like this? And the owner of, of the grocery store looked at him and said, that is a nice marble, but you know, I like red ones. Have you got any red ones at home? And the boy said, um, well, um, maybe. But he says, you know, if you can hold a good red one, you bring it in here, because that's why I specialize in red ones. But in the meantime, you better take these beans because they're getting old. So he wraps the beans up and gives them to the kid who's now standing there with his with dinner. That's what he's standing there with, basically. As the grocer well knew, his mother is barely getting by because he doesn't have a dad at home. His dad was killed in an accident at work some years ago. And uh, so she's uh, looking for the beans, really, if she can get anything to feed these kids and herself as well. So then, the grocer says to the boy, say, by the way, I got all your tests something for me. 
I've got these, these big candies here called job breakers. They look kind of like big marbles. And I don't know if these are good. I've never ordered from this company. And I don't want to sell these unless they're good. So why don't you sample one of these? And let me know how it is. So the boy at Rav said, oh, this is really nice. But I couldn't break this up and give one to my brother and little sister at home. Um, so we're just kind of sad about to hand it back. And it goes, well, I would like the opinion of smaller children, too. So he reaches to the ground, one of those, and gives them all to the boy, who then now goes whistling out of the store, and he's got beans, and he's got he's got some nice candy, but mortgage has for it, right? Presumably his mom has a few things at home, and they're going to have a nice dinner tonight. Now, the man who's, uh, that's me, I'm around shopping in the store now, and I've got my stuff together, and I go up to check out, and the, the woman says, you know, those, there's three boys in this town who are like that. They, none of them, has any money. They're, 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 they all are being raised by a single parent mother. Something's happened to their fathers in every case. And my husband keeps kidding them along about that. And someday he's going to have to recognize that they're part of the right marble. But so far he just keeps getting away with it. And he keeps sending them home with food. Well, I was very impressed. I thought that was just a wonderful thing for this wonderful man to do, and uh, didn't think much about it. So I went home, and I uh, rather went back to where I was staying, and I cooked myself a nice dinner on the stove there, and uh, everything went well, and I kind of forgot about it. Well, years later, uh, the depression's now over, and the business is better, and it's 10 or 12 years has gone by, and I'm an executive now with my company, but. Uh, I decided to do some rounds with a young man who was new to get him kind of used to things. So I come in to that same store, that same town, 11 or 12 years later, and uh, I don't see the grocer, but the woman's behind the counter, I recognize her, and I say, no, I was in this store 10 or 12 years ago, and uh, you explained to me about these three boys that live in your town, which the, uh, your husband was, was taking care of, and I hope, I hope that's gone well. She said, well, it has gone well, but not with my husband. He died a few days ago, and we're having the, the viewing of the body tonight at church. Oh, so I said, that's terribly sad. I'm so hard, sorry to hear that. He was a wonderful man. Yes, he was. So I said, I said, okay, can I come too? I'd like to pay my respects, because I've never forgotten what he was doing for those kids. So we went to that evening, and I met her at church, and we went in. And in church, I noticed there were three young men that you couldn't miss because they, they were quite remarkable. One of them was uh, wearing a military uniform. He was a first lieutenant, and uh, he was very, very clean cut and so on. looked like he was a successful military uh, officer. And then there were two others who were dressed in nice business suits, looked like they had good jobs. And she whispered to me and said, those are the three boys. They're all grown up now and they're all here to pay their respects. They're all doing very, very well. And I thought, this is just amazing, just amazing. And I watched, uh, first of all, as one by one, the boys came over, took her hand very gently, and uh, said how sorry they were and how much her husband had meant to them. And then, one by one, they went to the casket, and I noticed that they were doing something with the gentleman's hand, very gently. And uh, when I walked over there with the wife, for her to pay her respects, she smiled at me and she 
picked up his hand, and under the hand were three beautiful red marbles. <laughs> and I've never forgotten it. Never forgotten And so, uh, going back to me, the priest, I was reminded of this story today, coming here to liturgy, and thinking about the Gospel reading. In the Gospel reading it says that we are going to come from, people are going to come from all around the world, places that have never heard the knowledge of God. And they're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the heavenly table to feast for all eternity. The whole world is part of Christianity. What a beautiful thing. And there is a, that table. The altar table reminds us of the table where we will feast for all eternity in an unending Pascha which will come when Christ comes again and we all rise from the dead and those who have heard his word and kept it, they will go to heaven and they will feast with them. What a beautiful thought. And there will be plenty for them to, to eat because today we are receiving many of his Holy Communion and Holy Communion represents the feasting of the kingdom where we receive Christ into us and are glorified like him and joyful for all time. So, go back to the, to the gentleman, uh, who is the, uh, the man in the story. He had a dream the night that he went to see the body of this gentleman, and to pay his respects. He had a dream. And in this dream, the man was walking toward the gates of heaven. Those are the gates of heaven right now. Easy to picture. He's walking toward the gates of heaven, and there's an angel there greeting people as they approach. And the angel turns to him and says, only the very wealthy can enter the kingdom of heaven. And the man says, well, I, I'm sure not wealthy. Uh, in fact, uh, all I've got is, he suddenly looks at his hand, is these three red marbles. And the angel looked at him and said, you are a very wealthy man. Welcome to the kingdom of God. It isn't the marvel that matters. It's not the marbles that I'll think. Hey, you got them.